it's about to go down in a minute let me touch down i'ma get it cause i i i been waiting all night it's game time it's game time on espn central texas here's tom barfield ward whites and gary ross Hey, good morning. Welcome to Wednesday. It's hump day, middle of the week, and all of that good stuff. We welcome you into the program. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas, your flagship station for Baylor Athletics. As we let's let's go the other direction today. Let, let's start on our right. Uh, Ward, how are you this morning? Outstanding. <laughs> Garrett? I'm good. Stars won. I'm good. Yeah, you know what? I I, I their, their wing play is just outstanding right now. Gotta gotta, gotta have it, man. Yeah, I mean, I I was watching it last night. Mm-hmm. And who'd they play? The Islanders. Yeah, well, that's right. I mean, <laughs> Ward, did you know that the, the, the Stars played the Islanders? I did not. <clears throat> were they at home or on the road? They were at home. Okay. Just come off a road, uh, a West Coast road swing. Huh. Yeah, okay. Yeah. There you go. What's what's the name of the Dallas cricket team, Garrett? I have no idea. <laughs> I'll, I'll do some research on that yeah, one. You need to. Ah, a lot of things going on in our in our sports world in April. Uh, Tiger with the press conference yesterday says he's going to play. Uh, so how does that hey, look? That's the Masters. It's you know to me, it's the single. I know the United States Open is our national championship. And make no mistake about it. But I, I, there's something about the Masters, I guess maybe because it's the first major of the year. It's the only major that is played at the same golf course every year. And, you know, it's it, – and I guess it's it kicks off – you know, it kind of kicks off spring. I don't, I don't know. And, but there's something about that golf tournament – that separates itself from the other majors. Would you guys agree with that? I mean, yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I like watching the British Open. It's kind of cool because most of the time it's played on a Lynx golf course around the ocean. Uh, the PGA Championship is the PGA Championship. I get that. And the United States Open is our national championship. It is uh, available to you, me, anybody. Anybody can win the U.S. Open. Well theoretically <laughs> you know but there's something about the masters so we, we got we, we got and, and now you're going to tell me that a guy that had a car wreck that there, there was conversation about amputating his leg uh a year and a half ago or whatever it was and now he's going to compete and he says the only reason he's going to compete is because he thinks he can win i mean there's some stuff there now so we'll, we'll, we'll get into that today uh, you were out at spring football. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you had yesterday. You really you started off with special teams. Uh, mm-hmm. So they went through some special teams reps. Uh, they got some DB work in, and then you got to speak with some of the cornerbacks and Coach Kevin Curtis afterwards. So that was a lot of fun. Uh, you had Al Walcott and uh, uh, Chateau Reed and a couple of the other guys out there. So it, it was cool to catch up with them and see where they're at right now because that's one of the the units on this team that does have some question marks to it so we'll, we'll get into that a little bit we'll uh, also visit with uh rj achoa uh see where the cowboys are as, as they prepare for the draft 
Josh Neighbors is going to join us, and obviously the conversation, guys, will be with the Big 12 commissioner stepping down, retiring, resigning. I mean, you know, you can look at it a number of different ways. Uh, but as we go through a transition, and, and again, I don't know that there ever is, you know, it's kind of like in our business. Is there ever a good time to take a vacation? Because there's always something coming up. And, and the same thing in, in, in that business. Is there ever a good time to have, a, you know, to, to have that position open and, and, and not have that leader there? Uh, so we'll get into that. Uh, Stephen Simcox will join us, get us up to date on what's going on with uh, TCU, the uh, Locked on Horn Frog podcast. So we got some stuff to get into. Baylor baseball uh, in action last night, uh, lost to Dallas Baptist uh, up in uh, up in in uh, in the Metroplex. Now they move on to play West Virginia in a big three game set. And again, it's going to be like I think the fourth series for Baylor and just the second for West Virginia, their first home conference series. Uh, so it, it, you know, the scheduling is, is just a little, but that's the way it is when it, in, in spring sports sometimes. So we'll, uh, we'll, we'll talk to, uh, Steve Rodriguez on Thursday morning, tomorrow morning around eight 30, as they get ready to travel to, uh, to Morgantown, uh, for that big series. So we get that coming up tomorrow, uh, all kinds of stuff coming up. So that, that's kind of what we have lined up for you today. And, and, and I just, I don't want to dig too deep into this, but. What was your initial thought, Ward, when when you saw a little after three o'clock yesterday that Bob Bowlesby was going to step down as the commissioner of the Big Twelve? A little bit surprised. Um, I, you know, I, I, uh, I knew that he would do it eventually, but I, I didn't think that it would come as quickly, uh, especially with the new league. I thought he would try to at least try to get that moving in the right direction and then then that might be his his swan song but he decided that you know yeah maybe maybe this is for somebody else to handle i was caught off guard uh you know you saw really throughout the past really in the final four in general uh every time you would get the camera shot at kansas bowlsby was right there you Mm -hmm. know and i i figured that he would kind of soak up all the, the 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 glory you know from the the big 12 on the men's side, uh, there are obviously obstacles ahead. Uh, and then another initial thought was, it's kind of ironic. Baylor locked up Mac Rhodes the day before. Did they might, you know, I don't know. I'm just wondering, and again, I mean, and, and I'm like you guys. I'm like, huh, didn't see that one coming. But I, I'm just kind of curious at, at this time with, with all the, the, the moving parts, particularly in – in today's college athletic world, and with, as you point out, Ward, the um, the the configuration of the new league, what it's going to look like once Texas and Oklahoma make their exit, and once Cincinnati, Houston, and and BYU, and what is it, UCF, mm-hmm. make their way into the league, is it okay to have some fresh blood, some new ideas, and in you know, I'd rather be stable. I- <laughs> The funny thing about that is you had to say, like, what is it? UCF, I think that's where we're at. Like, it, it, it's what is it that's coming. Well, that's what it is. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, you know, uh, and again, we were just talking right before we went on the air. What's the, uh, what's, what's, that, what's that ace uh, in, in the deck 
And I think, you know, you could talk – and I, I get it. Houston, you play good football. Houston, you play good basketball. Uh, Cincinnati, you play terrific football. You were, you know, you were in the little dance uh, this this past year. Uh, but I think when it comes to where the dollars are generated because of viewership and, and, and fan base and all of that, I, does it get any bigger for the this league than BYU? No, I mean um, BYU is the is the football one that moves the needle. But to me, I mean, I don't, I don't think that you have done a whole lot on moving the needle in comparison to what you lost. Yeah, I, I think that as a whole, my, my, look, BYU is definitely they got the fan base. Uh, they're always good at football, but as a whole, as an athletic department, can you compete week in and week out in the Big 12 in basketball? And when I say that, I'm not saying just the men's, but the women's side as well. I don't think so. Uh, you don't have a program coming in that is completely sound the way you have some of these established Big 12 teams. Uh, you mentioned uh, BYU as far as football. I think UCF, that's really all they're going to bring. I mean, that's all yeah. we really know them is for their football. Well, but, but still, you, you, you don't have – you know, you don't have the the label or the name on the front of the jersey right. that you had that's leaving. The, you just don't. You don't have the logo. That That's the thing. That's the thing. Because let's be honest, Houston's athletic program is as good as anybody's that's that's leaving right now. I mean. Technically, yeah. And not technically, they are. I mean, but as Ward pointed out, you know, we call it the name on the front of the shirt, and and those two that are leaving, huge. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, brands that you recognize immediately all over the country. all over the country, all over the country. Now, and I think you do recognize the BYU brand all over the country. And I'll tell you this: uh, looking around in McLean Stadium that Saturday, Oof. were there a couple of BYU fans there? They were loud. You noticed the BYU because fans. Because they were huge. Yeah. It was a huge BYU following. And it, anywhere and everywhere they go, that's what they bring to the table. I, and I get that, but they still don't have the brand. No, I I agree. I agree. In, in my opinion. No, I, I, I agree with you. I mean, I think their brand is, is huge. I think it's recognizable. But I don't think, particularly in this part of the world. Uh, yes. Mm-hmm. Now maybe out west it's probably you know it may be maybe. bigger. Yeah, I don't. But in this part of the world, I agree with you. The OUUT brand is going to be bigger. I, go ahead. No, go. I, well, also, another factor when you look at BYU is the rise of Utah and what they've been able to establish, and not only, um, but just winning championships in the Pac-12. Uh, how it, Whittingham is recruiting at a high level for their football team all over the place. I think that level of in-state competition is something BYU hasn't had to deal with on a regular basis, so that could impact their brand as a whole on the West Coast uh, hold that they would I have. think it benefits them, and here's why. They're now dipping really hard into the Southwest as far as recruiting is concerned because they're they're able to tell those kids, hey, look – Three, four, five times a year, you're going to get to go back to your home state, Texas, and, and play. And don't think that that's not a a big decision. 
just look, Ward, look how long it took Arkansas to to get going again after leaving the Southwest Conference. I mean, they didn't have they didn't have that that footprint into Texas anymore. I, and look, I, and I know the argument to this is you're going to name off a bunch of quarterbacks, but it's different recruiting to BYU than it is recruiting to a public school like Arkansas. A lot different. Oh, sure it is. I mean, it's a it's a night and day difference. But they're going to have a footprint now into the Southwest that that will benefit them in recruiting. And, and look, they go get they go get people. <laughs> they uh, when when Coach Edwards was was the football coach, they came into Waco quite often. And, and I mean, they'd go to Waco High and, and get players. I mean, they I, would. Yeah, I, I mean, it, it, it's a it's a possibility. It, it really is. And, you know, every every team in the country wants to come to Texas and gets players. It's oh, always yeah. been like that. I mean, that just because they're in the conference doesn't, doesn't change that mm-hmm. because of the fact that, you know, Texas high school football is the best in the country. And, and, Bar none. Yeah, and it, it, there's, no, there's no comparison anywhere else. I mean, why else do you see the stadiums? going up right and left that you see. I mean, you know, look at Melissa. They're building a, a, a yeah. beautiful new stadium. Um, why? Because Texas high school football is king, and they can. I, You know, it just – these teams, for me personally, and, I, you know, I'm old. Get off my grass. And, <laughs> but, you know, bring me back to Southwest Conference, whatever you want to say, this new Big 12 does not move the needle for me at all. At all? At all. I think there's wow. a lot of people like that. It, it intrigues me, but look, are, are, is this league going to miss Oklahoma and Texas? Yes. Well, yeah. Of course they are. Has Texas been relevant in any sport other than baseball lately? No. No. Still the University of Texas. But it's yes. still the University of Texas. No, I agree. Uh, 7-14, 14 minutes after 7. Uh, let's see. Uh, one quick note here from our CNC Collision Center text line, and we're going to we're, we're, I'm not even going to prove it. I'm just going to go. Uh, from the 903, the uh, Big 12 commissioner's done an okay job after the aban- abandonment of UT and OU, but he probably didn't do enough to keep the icons of the Big 12. Now the uh, now the Mac Rhodes extension is well-deserved and might be Baylor's biggest move this year. No doubt. No doubt. I uh, couldn't agree with him more on, on the Mac Rhodes part. All right. Uh, 14 after 7. 7-14. Yeah. There are 282 teams in the Dallas Cricket League. Really? How yeah. about that? I like it. 282. 282 teams in their league. <laughs> there lies a trivia question for you. How many teams are in the Dallas Cricket League? 282. Wow. And that will be a future UIL. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, 714. We're right back with more in just a moment. The weather this hour is brought to you by Alliance Bank. At Alliance Bank, you'll find superior service and products to meet your financial needs. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. A cold front has moved through the area. That means very windy conditions today. We'll see north winds up to 30 miles an hour, but lots of sunshine, and it will be much cooler than yesterday. Highs top out at 76 degrees. Clear skies tonight, 42 and mostly sunny. Seasonal tomorrow and 74. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out Fox44News.com for any changes in the weather. 
Lynn Moore and Baylor Bears softball on 101.3 FM. Baylor softball back in action Wednesday at Ketterman Stadium hosting Lamar. 6.15 for the warm-up show. 6.30 first pitch for Baylor Lamar softball Wednesday from Ketterman Stadium. Join Dan Ingham for Baylor Big 12 softball every game on 101.3 FM. Ray Maliazzi here for eBay Motors. So you have to drive 300 miles to your cousin's wedding. Okay, so it's his fourth. But you know what they say, fourth time's the charm. (laughs) Well, here's the problem. Your tires are as bald as I am. But lucky for you, eBay Motors has tires for just about every make and model. Plus wheels, lug nuts, jack stands, and more. 122 million parts. Do they have tissues? Oh, good, because I'm definitely a crier. Get the right parts at the right prices. eBay Motors. Let's ride. Shipments of unique, one-of-a-kind rustic furniture for your home or office and western home decor arrives daily at Appaloosa Trading Post Rodeo Pond. Check out their living room, dining room, and bedroom sets, buffets, hall trees, sofas, end tables, and sectionals from Steve Silver. This heavy-duty furniture is built to last, and it's priced to move. Financing is available. Apply today by texting 16118 to 22462. It's the world's best western store, Appaloosa Trading Post Rodeo Pond, 3101 North Robinson Drive in Waco, and on Facebook. Uncle Dan's Barbecue and Rib House is one of Waco's longest, continuous, family-owned barbecue restaurants. Since 1978, Uncle Dan's has been offering delicious ribs made from scratch sides, the famous Texas tater, and prime beef brisket. Convenient drive through windows and sit-down dining allow customers to be served in whichever way they desire. Uncle Dan's is proud to serve Central Texas Monday through Saturday with locations in Waco and Hewitt. Come visit the loyal staff at Uncle Dan's today and experience their rich history and family recipes. Don't miss the local Lone Star Gun Show, Saturday and Sunday at the Bell County Expo Center. You'll find great items at terrific prices on new and used guns, knives, swords, hunting gear, books, coins, medals, and ammo. Best of all, you'll enjoy browsing with the benefit of paying discount prices. Hours are 9 to 5 Saturday, 10 to 4 Sunday. Bring in your old gun and trade up for the gun you've always wanted. Lone Star Gun Show, Saturday and Sunday at the Bell County Expo Center in Belton. Here at La Fiesta, our recipe for being happy and stress-free is a bowl of chili con queso and a plate of enchiladas or steaming fajitas. Pick some up on your way home so you don't have to cook. Order online at LaFiesta.com. Call ahead or dine in and get any of your La Fiesta favorites. La Fiesta makes dinner a lot easier. La Fiesta, Waco's original Tex-Mex since 1963. Located in Waco at 3815 Franklin Avenue. La Fiesta Restaurant and Cantina, where passion is our most important ingredient. LaFiesta.com. As fuel cost has risen, make sure your vehicle is summer ready. To get the best fuel mileage, take the proper steps needed in maintaining your vehicle properly with Kish's Complete Car Care Center's maintenance. There are many aspects of maintaining the fuel economy of your car. With rising fuel costs, we can make sure you get the best fuel mileage possible. Take the proper steps in maintaining your vehicle today at Kish's Complete Car Care Center. 5300 Franklin Avenue. Game time is brought to you in part by Big Boys Record Service, Pro Star Rental, Good Feet, and VersaLift Southwest.
719. Welcome back into the program. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom, Ward, Garrett, we're glad you're with us. If you're uh, getting out and about, drive safely. What was the high temperature yesterday? Anybody know? 97. 97. Yeah, it was 98 in my car when I was picking my daughter up from school. Stop it. Yeah, new record. That's summer. (laughs) And and, and now today, what? It's supposed to start. No, it's a. 70s for the high today. <laughs> that, that makes all the sense in the world. Yeah. I, I, you know, I, I told you guys last night. I, I yesterday late yesterday afternoon. I just started feeling bad. Yeah. Uh, you know, just chills and started running fever and like, what's going on here? And I called Ward to <laughs> be loose. <laughs> <laughs> may may not be able to do this thing in the morning, but uh, you know, middle of the night and everything's fine. And you know, but. I, I, I'm just going. Okay, is it because there there's allergies like crazy out there? Is it, is it because you were swinging from 97 to 77? I mean, it's probably a combo. Allergies are bad. Right they now. are. They are miserable. Yeah. And, and guys, I don't know if you saw this. Or if you've been near Lake Waco or the I river haven't. lately, uh, I went across. Uh, I was out there yesterday. There's pollen just floating in the air. Well, there's nothing to float. It's certainly not floating in the water because there's no water. My goodness, are our lakes and rivers. We need rain. Yeah, yeah, it's bad. Bad. Desperate to get some rain going. Wow. Uh, yeah, I, I, I went out. Uh, I can't remember. I don't want to know the bridge, but, uh, you know, we're out near China Spring, and I was crossing over and uh, by, high, you know. Uh, twin bridges? No, I was beyond. I, well, I crossed the twin bridges and looked down at Lake Waco. But then uh, – Going towards China Spring across the bridge that where the river river yeah, feeds yeah, yeah, yeah. into, it, there's no water. It's 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 unbelievable. I mean, it is unbelievable. Anyway, uh, seven twenty one. We're twenty one after seven. What did you make of the press conference yesterday? Tiger Woods announcing that you know, hey, uh, his intention is to play. Not really shocked. I, I felt like this is a decision that would have come out tomorrow or i mean i guess it would no wait today today, yeah, today. so i mean I, I think when he initially started getting the reps in on the course you kind of knew more than likely he was going to be out there i i think ward when he when he look he he can go he can go incognito if, if he needs to he can go under when when it got out there that he was there last week and he was playing a practice round you knew something was up but then when it got real public and then he calls a press conference, you knew. Well, and look, he says as of now, I mean, it, that doesn't mean it's set in stone. If he, you know, goes out today and something doesn't feel right, you know, he may decide, no, nope, I'm I'm out. So Good point. No, he, he could do that. I mean, but again, I don't think that you're going to go through what he went through yesterday if your 1,000% intent is not to play. It, he Something would have to happen today. Uh and he's going to play nine holes today, which I find strange when you that you only play nine holes on a practice round. He he did it the other day. He played nine holes. I'm like, why aren't you playing 18? Because he's not 100. percent Well, maybe, but I don't think that he would go out there and embarrass himself. I, I think he's got too much. Pro- I think he would rather not play in because, like he said, he 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 thinks he can win the golf tournament. So, this is Tiger talking about playing 
the Masters? Well, as of right now, I feel like I am going to play as of right now. I'm going to play nine more holes tomorrow. My recovery has been good. I've been very excited about how I've recovered each and every day, and that, that's been the, the, the challenge. That's why I came up here and, and tested out for 27 holes because we, we played the part three course. Charlie couldn't help himself. was able to play uh, 27 holes that day and at home testing it, but it's the recovery. You know, how, how am I going to get all the swelling out and recover for the next day and uh, my team has been fantastic and worked very hard um, so we've got another day of nine more holes and uh, then come game time you said something very interesting got me thinking with everything that's happened not just the accident but he's had some back issues will he ever ever be a hundred percent i don't think so yeah i don't he, he won't be the tiger that he was not when he was 23 24 years no. old just and the reason Dominating. why, what he just said, recovery time. Yeah. You know, how how quick can he bounce back? Because when you get into tournament play, you know, 24 hours, you're back out there. Tiger's a different – he's a different dude now. Uh, and let's be honest, a lot of guys would just be thrilled to be back on the golf course. Uh, some A lot of guys would be thrilled just to be able to go play competitive golf. That, But that's not Tiger. I mean, we, we talked about this yesterday. If he – didn't think he really had a legitimate chance to win the golf tournament, he wouldn't be in the field. Tiger, you, you've said countless times throughout your career that you don't enter a golf tournament unless you think that you can win it. Mm -hmm. So the question is simple. Do you think you can win the Masters this week? I do. And what have you seen in your preparation that leads you to believe that? Well, I can I can hit it just fine. And I, I, I don't have any qualms about what I can do physically from a golf standpoint. It's now walking is the hard part. You know, this is normally not a easy walk to begin with. Now, given the, the conditions that, you know, my leg is in, it gets a little bit more, more difficult. And, you know, that's, uh, you know, 72 holes is, uh, is a long road. It's going to be a, a tough challenge and a challenge that I'm, I'm up for. Can he win it? Seriously, can he win it? 46. No, I don't think so. I think that'll catch up to him. I See, the fatigue. I guess I'm an idiot, but <laughs> I'm an idiot for a lot of reasons. But uh, if it was any other major, I would agree with you. But it's it's the Masters. It's Augusta. He knows that golf course probably better than anybody that's going to step on that golf course. Oh, uh, my Garrett, I think fatigue gets him. And, and, if, and it very well might. And you know what? He's not going to know until he knows. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's the that's the one X factor, you know. He's not gonna know until he knows. But if 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 he can get around the golf course Thursday through Sunday, the way he knows that guy, he, what he's won it what five times. Mm -hmm. Nobody can play that golf course better than he can play the golf course that's in that field. That's a good point, but I mean, this is going to be a different challenge. Oh, a totally yeah, different animal. Well, yeah, like he just said, I can I can hit the golf ball. It's can I get around the golf course? And again, walking nine holes or walking eighteen holes is going to be a heck of a lot different than walking seventy two holes, particularly under the stress and strain of trying to win a championship. Right. And he's not there to play golf, you know, and say, "Hey, look, I'm back." I mean, that dude who who has a more competitive spirit on that on the PGA Tour than that dude. Nobody. I mean, he's one guy. He's willed his way to winning golf tournaments, and, and, and man, that's going to be uh, that's that's going to be the uh, that's going to be the ultimate challenge. But great point about about getting around the golf course, and you know, 
those first two days may be easiest, you know, easiest. Who knows? And he's not really truly going to know. He thinks. His people think. They feel like he's in good enough shape back. However, until you do it under the stress and strain of playing a major championship, you don't know. So we'll see. Hey, guys, uh, if you are looking for a great gift idea, look no further than Morrison's Gifts, the gift store for every occasion, whether it's an anniversary, a holiday, or, or just because, you can get that gift at Morrison's Gifts. They've been serving Central Texas since 1979. What year were you born? 85. <laughs> so they'd been doing this for six years when you were hatched. So think about that now. That will kind of give you an idea about Morrison's Gifts. You could choose from great gift ideas from John Hart Leather Goods. They just had their big uh, trunk sale. Uh, Consuela products. They got a lot of Consuela products. Those are those are awesome. Big old key rings, candles, jewelry. You name it, they've got it for you. And then they always offer free gift wrapping. And even delivery is available. Mark will get out and deliver it for you. I think Sally would love for Mark to have to go on deliveries and and get out of her hair so she can get the work done at Morrison's. Uh, Morrison's Gifts is a Baylor alumni-owned business. They're at 4308 West Waco Drive that's next to Jason's Deli in the Brazos Square Shopping Center. You know what you could do Saturday? Go grab some lunch, just you and the wife, and then say, hey, honey, let's walk right down here and let her pick something out. It's an option. That's an option. It really is. I think you could do that. At Morrison's Gifts, again, they're at 4308 West Waco Drive. It's the Baylor Coaches Show with the voice of the Bears, John Morris, live from Rudy's in Waco. The Baylor Coaches Show moves to Wednesday, April 13th, live from Rudy's. Come join us then and hear from women's tennis coach Joey Scrivano and women's golf coach Jay Goble. The Baylor Coaches Show, live from Rudy's in Waco, here on ESPN Central Texas. Have you been to Sam's Bar in Union Hall in downtown Waco yet? Serving regionally inspired Texas-style craft drinks. Offering wine, beer, vodka, and fruit juice drinks. Be sure to try one of Sam's signature cocktails like the Hatchback, a Dallas Daisy, and even some Summer Lovin'. Happy hours every Monday through Friday from 3 to 6 with $2 off draft beer and cocktails, plus free chips and hot sauce. Sam's Bar Waco in Union Hall at 720 Franklin Avenue. And check them out online at samsbarwaco.com. Hey, football fans, the new schedules are out for the copies of the Bears schedule. You can pick one up for free at J.R. Grace Realty and Property Management, Bears Cassiano, Viper Investigations and Legal Support, Superman Electrical, CG Construction Group, LLC, Nine Round Waco, Happy Hounds Aquatic and Daycare Center, Waco Streak Airport Shuttle, Glass Phoenix, Jasper's Barbecue, and Fred's Radiator and Auto Repair. Please patronize these sponsors because they're an asset to our community. Brought to you and paid for by Prestige Marketing, LLC. Slovacek Sausage has found a great home in Central Texas, and we're growing with you. We have found so many ways to celebrate all the great things about Texas. Football, family, and friends, and so much more. We have all of the barbecue, specialty meats, and over 35 kinds of kolaches to make your next meal or gathering a great success, and we do all the work. If you're on the road, we have the best place for your pooch to stop and stretch with our beautiful dog park. So with the hospitality of Texas and our Czech heritage, the Tom Evos. That means we welcome you. At Slovacek's, you'll love our sausage. Okay, so what's the most important part about your house? No, it's not that bar or even the man cave. 
think about it. The most important thing is your roof. It has to withstand all that Mother Nature can throw your way. So it makes sense to have the best. McAdams & Sons Roofing is your first choice when it comes to protecting your valuable asset. Experienced professionals using only the best materials. So for new construction, re-roofs, repairs, or remodels for composition and metal roofs, think McAdams & Sons Roofing first. And now McAdams & Sons Roofing are installing seamless gutters. They're insured and an A-plus rating on the BBB. McAdams & Sons Roofing will come out, take a look at your roof, and handle all the insurance process for you. Don't let any fly-by-night company look at your roof. Let a real professional you trust do the work for you. Put McAdams & Sons over 40 years of experience to go to work for you all over Central Texas. Check them out online at McAdamsRoofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 because you don't want a kid with your house's lid. Being a letter carrier and walking 20,000 steps, which equals up to about 10 miles a day, it's tough. I really didn't have feet problems. I had back problems. I had had as many epidurals that I could possibly have in one year. That was scary. Well, I've been delivering letters to the Good Feet store for over six years, and the expert there finally convinced me to try their art supports. For over 20 years, we've been helping people like Keith actually live the life they love without their feet getting in the way. The people at the Good Feet store really educated me about what the arch supports could actually do. And lo and behold, I have no more back problems. The future I can see now, I couldn't see it before. Where I would be without them, I have no clue. I'm Keith, and that's my Good Feet story. See what we can do for you with a free personalized arch support fitting at the Good Feet store. Good Feet Waco in Central Texas Marketplace across from Lazy Boy. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update brought to you by ASCO Equipment in Belton off I-35. On it with Case Construction Equipment, whatever the job is. Bob Bolsby has announced he will retire as commissioner of the Big 12. He will remain in office until the league finds his replacement. Baylor baseball traveled to Dallas Baptist and dropped an 11-6 decision. They returned to Big 12 play at West Virginia on Friday. There's softball at Gatterman Stadium tonight as Baylor hosts Lamar. First pitch at 6.30, and you can hear the game on Cool 101. McLennan Baseball returns to conference action at noon today, hosting Vernon. The Highlanders are on top of their conference by two games over Grayson. The MCC softball team also leads the conference standings at 15-1. They put their 19-game winning streak on the line at Vernon starting at 1 o'clock this afternoon. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. And welcome back to Game Time here on ESPN Central Texas. Ward Lines, Tom Barfield, and Garrett Ross along with you. Joining us now is from Blogging the Boys, Mr. R.J. Ochoa. R.J., how are you doing? I'm doing well, my friend. Great to be with you. Good morning. Happy Wednesday. Happy Masters Week. It's an exciting time. <laughs> it is an exciting time. Hey, I want to ask you, is, is this going to be or could this possibly be the worst offseason in history for the Dallas Cowboys? I mean, you know, not not to make light of anything that, that has um, been levied out as an accusation or anything like that, but when you factor in the the off the field things as well, um, it does feel like everything has been a misstep for the Cowboys. It, it feels like every, every time their name has been mentioned in the news, it's generally been for negative reasons. 
Um, you know, there are some people who believe they were totally in the right on the Randy Gregory situation, but but that was a unique thing to happen on this offseason, and, and that obviously does relate to football. Um, it's it's tough to come up with one that is is more difficult. I mean, they they are uh, they're catching L's, as the kids say. RJ, this morning, uh, the Bills lock up Stephon Diggs. I know there was some noise out there last week or the week before about the possibility of Diggs coming to Dallas. How big of a blow is that for the Cowboys who desperately need a wide receiver? You know, I, I don't know that anybody ever seriously thought that that, that idea had, had ground or had, had wheels or had motion. Um, in fact, you know, I, I said this lightly on, on one of our podcasts, but, I you know, I honestly thought, and, and, you know, maybe I'm just getting older to where conspiracy theories, you know, are, are more believable to me, but I honestly thought, you know, that, that Stefan Diggs saw the money that Devontae Adams and the Tyreek Hill were getting with their new teams, and obviously he wants to be with the Bills. Um, and I think that he is very well aware of his brand and his place in the NFL, and I think he's very well aware of Trayvon Diggs' place in the NFL world. And so I fully believe um, that, that, you know, it was all part of a ploy uh, to kind of increase some pressure on the Bills to get closer to, to Stephon Diggs' number because there was no way he was ever going to leave the Bills. There was no way that Trayvon Diggs was ever going to tweet that unless Stephon Diggs was cool about it. I, I mean, I, I have to assume it was some sort of 11th-hour negotiating tactic that seemingly worked. Visiting with uh, R.J. Choi from Blogging the Boys and ESPN San Antonio. R.J., I, I realize we're, we're in April, but when you look at this Cowboy roster, the way it's constructed today prior to the draft, is this roster better or worse than it was a year ago? It's significantly worse. I mean, and, and that's – you're right. I mean, and, and the, the constant clapback from, you know, devoted Cowboys fans is, you know, well, they're, they're a really good drafting team, and, and that's generally true. Um, but I mean, they're weaker at defensive end. I know that they signed Dante Fowler and, you know, we've reached the point of, of the grieving process or what, you know, whatever process where, you know, bargaining is starting to happen and people are like, well, he had six sacks and, you know, people, people really are talking themselves into Dante Fowler now. Um, they, they have no replenishments along the offensive line. Connor Williams, I know was the subject of a lot of vitriol, but, but he's gone. Lyle Collins, they openly and, and purposely cut and he's gone. And so they're down. They're down two starters along their offensive line that, that already wasn't as good as a lot of people think it was. And so, you know, maybe they do lame Kenyon Green or Zion Johnson in the draft. But, I mean, that's the thing. Like, you know, they're a really good drafting team. And, and the draft is, is a lot of luck. And, and that's true for a lot of other teams, um, really every team. Even, you know, you need luck with the number one overall pick. But, I mean, last year – Micah Parsons is, is a revelation and is amazing and, and nobody would undo that selection, but that was literally the worst case scenario for the Cowboys was Micah Parsons. I mean, the, the plan going into the draft was one of these corners is going to be there at 10 Patrick Sertan or JC Horn, that that's, what's going to happen. And draft night comes Carolina takes horn, you know, Denver takes Sertan and the Cowboys were wiped out. And that was Defcon one smash the glass, you know, like everybody panic and freak out. And, you know, sometimes that happens and you end up with one of the best defensive players in the NFL. But, like, can you really strike lightning twice? And it's not even striking lightning. It, it's, it's literally going to the place, the spot on earth where you were struck by lightning and looking up at, at God and screaming to be struck by lightning. I mean, that's what they're doing. That's the pressure they're putting on themselves here. Um, is it wise? No. Is it possible? Definitely. Um, but it, they are they are putting an enormous amount of pressure on themselves to thread this needle that is already difficult enough to do in the first place. So is it offensive line, wide receiver, or are the Cowboys better off just saying, okay, we're going 
with the best player available when we get to the pick? It'd be fine if they took a receiver and, you know, it'd, it'd be a bright new shiny toy. And that's, that's a pick that's a lot easier to, to get excited about because you can watch their highlights and you know what I mean? Like it, there's, there's some taste to it. It's difficult to like get pumped about an offensive lineman, but that's the smart play here. I mean, assuming that the one of Zion Johnson or Kenyon Green is available there, they, you know, I, I love Kenyon Green, obviously, you know, uh, went to Texas A&M, my alma mater. And so I, I, I mean, you, you get that guy, you know, one of those two dudes and you've got an answer. You've got to walk in and plug in day one starter at left guard. And you need that. I, I, I don't mean this the way it sounds, but I do think it's interesting how people are, and myself included, are talking about the idea of wide receiver as if that isn't necessarily a bad thing. Um, you know, they, they just took a receiver in the first round. They just took CD lamb. Like, it, isn't it some, you know, indictment is a heavy word, but like, isn't it some like microscopic indictment on CD lamb that we're already here just two years later, not even through his rookie contract already talking about how necessary it might be for the Cowboys to take a receiver in the first round. Um, I mean, if, if, you know, you need multiple receivers. I mean, that's the way football works, but if CD lamb were truly this freak that we all thought he was going to be, would, would this really be a discussion point? You know, are the bills with Stefan Diggs talking about a receiver in the first round? And so, I mean, I, I would love that, but it would, it wouldn't feel irresponsible it would feel like a little bit of a letdown as much fun as a receiver would be. RJ talk a little bit about the, the trade that went down between the Eagles and the saints and the possible impacts that could have on Dallas. Yeah. So on Monday, the Eagles, um, you know, agreed to swap their 16th and 19th overall picks. Um, in, in addition to some other things, uh, with the new Orleans saints, I don't know what new Orleans is doing. Obviously a lot of people think they're going to have to get a quarterback, but, um, the, the mediest things that New Orleans gave up to, uh, to Philadelphia in order to get those picks were a first-round pick next year in 2023 and a second-round pick in 2024. So uh, premium draft capital for the next two years. And so, you know, we don't know what New Orleans is doing. And that, you know, when we find out, that will answer some of these questions. But in the process of speculating, you have to wonder if New Orleans is comfortable doing this because – they know that there's a shoe about to drop next year, next offseason, when they trade away Sean Payton. Uh, you know, and, and maybe the Saints believe that they will recoup some of that draft capital loss. Again, maybe the starting point price is, is a first-round pick in 2023 and a second-round pick in 2024, or some sort of price point around that. Um, you know, if you're wondering, the, the, the two most recent coaches to get traded in the NFL both happen to have gone to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and both happen to have won Super Bowls there. John Gruden went for multiple first round and multiple second round draft picks. Meanwhile, Bruce Arians went for a sixth and seventh round pick swap. Uh, it was a little bit, you know, a little bit kinder act of good faith from the Cardinals when they let Bruce go. I don't think that that would be the case for the Saints. I do think they would be looking for something along those lines, a first and second round pick. And so it's rare that you kind of know the price around something before you get into it. But, but that's, that's, it seems like that's going to be the price to do business with the Saints in order to acquire Sean Payton for any team. Uh, but the Cowboys have been so public about their love affair for him that I have to imagine it would be a little bit higher. All right, uh, I, I, well, I want to get back to the wide receiver thing for just a minute. A couple things that kind of intrigue me. One, with Amari Cooper gone, does C.D. Lamb have the skill set to be that elite wide receiver uh, for Dak Prescott? I mean, will he, you know, will he be a pro bowler? I mean, he already was a pro bowler, but, you know, will, will he be the best receiver on the team? Obviously, for sure. I, I really don't know. I mean, I, I really don't know that I think he's going to – can he reach the Stephon Diggs, Devontae Adams – 
Cooper Cup, you know, Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson territory? I don't know. I, I mean, right now, if I had to bet, I would probably say no, just because it's, it's really, really, really difficult. I think that, you know, there are often really good wide receivers who are the best receiver on their team that just don't, you know, become those dudes. I mean, you know, I would, I would say not that he's a, a similar player to these guys, but, you know, like Braylon Edwards, you know, back in the day for the Jets or, um, you know, Anquan Bolden, but, you know, Anquan had a great run, obviously, early in his career, but like those guys were great receivers and the best receiver on their team, but they were never like challenging to be the best receivers in the NFL. And that's kind of where I feel, you know, we're at with CD. I mean, you know, we're, we're two years in and, and the third year is such an important year for, for breaking out in a lot of senses. But I mean, he's, he's had a lot of opportunities and, and all we heard about him coming in from Oklahoma was he's the yak God yards after the catch. He's going to, he's going to be yeah, yards after the catch all over the place, whatever. And we haven't seen it. We, we really have not seen um, that kind of explosiveness. He's, he's a little bit of a, of a thinner wide receiver. So he's not your like, dominant red zone weapon the way Des Bryant was or the way, you know, AJ Brown or Julio Jones or, or those big dudes are. And so it's, it, it's a, it's a thing that remains to be seen, but right now I would bet against it just because it, it's a difficult thing. I mean, it's the NFL. It's hard. Um, but you know, he has the opportunity now. I mean, and, and it, it kind of has to happen because if it doesn't, then, then, you know, that's the Jenga piece you take out and the whole tower falls apart. So let's go back to the Amari Cooper piece to this thing. It, in today's NFL, as you know, a lot of quarterbacks, if not all quarterbacks, are in an advisory capacity to some degree with the franchise, uh, particularly on the offensive side of the football. So do you feel like or do you think or do you know whether Dak Prescott had uh, had input on Amari Cooper in, in, uh, in being shown the door? I don't think so. Um, I, I think, you know, the, the most common thread, you know, with, with the Cowboys at least, but I think this plays true across the entire league, is you can follow the money. I mean, you, you can look at money and, and, and you can use that to explain just about every decision, um, you know, and that's true in life, really, in a lot of senses. And so the, the reality with Amari is the Cowboys were not getting a proper return on their investment. Now, you can argue, and I've certainly argued that, that they misused Amari. I mean, they were paying him you know, throw me the ball money and they were not throwing him the ball. And so I think it's dumb to, to not throw him the ball. But if you're not going to throw him the ball, you can't pay him, throw him the ball money. I mean, the way you were paying Amari Cooper, you gotta, he's got to have 15 to 16 targets a game. And, and that's just not the case. I mean, Cooper Cup and Justin Jefferson and, and all the others, I mean, they dominate their team target share. And that was just never the case with Amari Cooper. And so uh, Dak Prescott is a quarterback who likes to spread the ball around. He really isn't somebody who kind of focuses in, you know, like you watch a Rams game and it's like, you know, Matthew Stafford drops back and it's like Cooper Cup, Cooper Cup, Cooper Cup. That's just never been the case here. And, and you know, that, that's just Dak Prescott's play style. It's just Kellen Moore's offense. Um, and, and you can argue against that. And again, I think that that is a very fair argument, but I don't think there was any vitriol or bad blood or, or anything like that. I think it was just, you know, dollars and cents and, and them not making sense of the Cowboys. And that's why they decided to move on. RJ, how big is this offseason for Dak Prescott, Dak Prescott? Excuse me. And when does it become a make it or break it year for Prescott? You know, we're a long way removed from it, but I mean, Dak did start this offseason with the comments about the officiating. Um, that feels like forever ago, right? Um, you know, and, and that was really Dak's very, very first public misstep. You know, if, if you look at Dak Prescott's career, he has never, ever taken, you know, one toe across the line of what's right and what's wrong. Um, and so that was such a, that was a disappointing thing. 
And, I, you know, I think we're reaching the point in his career of lateness where when you don't have a championship by now, now everything becomes annoying, right? Like, it's it's dumb to argue this way, but, you know, Dak, Dak speaks and it's like, yeah, but you have won a Super Bowl. That's, that's how a lot of people act. And so, like, the clock is ticking. The clock is running out for a lot of people. I, I mean, Amari Cooper, Dak has only ever been on the elite quarterback that we've known him to be with Amari Cooper in his offense. And, you know, I don't, I don't know that that's a chicken and egg thing. Like, you know, one is necessary for the other. I do think that Amari's presence obviously helps unlock who Dak Prescott has become. But there is a fair question to ask whether or not Dak can be that guy without Amari Cooper. I mean, just because we haven't seen that, right? And so, I mean, there, there are a lot of questions to answer. And, and that's just like the literalness of the trade. There's also the questions to answer or respond, excuse me, responding from last season. I mean, and not just the fact that they lost in the playoffs, but they were awful down the stretch. He was awful. I mean, like, can they rebound? Can they respond properly? Can they fight a lot of narratives and a lot of history? You know, like what the 2003 Cowboys did has nothing to do with them. But still, this is a franchise that hasn't gone to the playoffs in two straight seasons since 2006 and 2007. Last week, DraftKings set their over-under win total for the year at 10 and a half. This is a team that hasn't won double-digit games in back-to-back seasons since 1995 and 1996. Generally speaking, this is a team, and part of that history includes Dak Prescott now, this is a team that when they have expectations for something, they fail, and they generally fail in a blaze of glory. And so you're kind of expecting that, and so in some sense it will hurt a little bit less now that we know all that information, but this is the most important season of Dak Prescott's career. He's in. I think the last part of that is, He's no longer the young, you know, guy or whatever. He's been around. He's lost playoff games. He has a lot of experience and a lot of wear and tear. He's got a lot of blood, sweat, and tears on the field at AT&T Stadium, so to speak. He's he's the face. He's been the face. There's no contract, no nothing. It's just time to put up or shut up. And and some people think that's a little bit unfair, but that's just kind of the way this business works. RJ, what's uh, what's what's going on on uh, blogging the boys this morning? You know, um, we're we're just counting down to the draft. I mean the Cowboys have kind of forced all of our chips to be in that pile. But, um, you know, it's, it's been a a crazy off season and that it was a little bit predictable, but it still didn't upset anybody any, any less. Uh, But we are, you know, really focused on our coverage on the draft. We we have a mock draft that goes out every Monday on our YouTube channel. Um, And so we're just, we're getting ready. We're battening down the hatches. Uh, I, I, in some ways it feels like I'm prepping for a storm. Like I'm putting, you know, uh, (laughs) like, like wooden boards on the windows and stuff like that, because if it doesn't go well, I mean, if you think Cowboys fans are pissed, um, you wait till that Thursday night. I mean, if they don't get who they want, because they have been waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting for this one date. They've been, they've been dreaming of this date with this person. And if it goes miserably, uh, well, it's going to be a, a tough car ride home. RJ, as always, it is a pleasure. Thanks so much, man. Thanks a lot, guys. Have a great weekend. See you later. RJ Choa from Blog of the Boys at ESPN San Antonio. Covering the Cowboys like nobody else can. Hey, if you want to sell your house, you can do it in five days or less. The brokerage house guarantees they're going to sell your house in five days or they're going to buy it for a price that uh, you agree upon with uh, with uh, the brokerage house. Look, if, you, if you're looking to sell that home, Aaron, Ryan, and, and the fine folks at Brokerage House have a uh, program and a marketing program that is uh, going to generate offers above market value and multiple offers. You want to know more about it? Here's the uh, here's how you can get a hold to Aaron Ryan and his group. Five days to sow.com. That's five days to sow.com or call Aaron at 817-812-2978. 
recently on the John Moore Show. So think about that. Those uh, really Baylor Athletics Iconics plays both happened in 2021. Both of them happened this past year. Best season in Baylor basketball history with the national championship. Best season in Baylor football history in 2021 with the Big 12 title and the Sugar Bowl win to top it off. John Moore's weekdays at 3 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Coaches Smoke at 3.30. Austin Avenue in downtown Waco is proud to serve the community and the local colleges. Come on out to Coaches Smoke for $3 off nachos on Mondays, $2.50 single tacos on Tuesdays, discounted bone-in and boneless wings on Wednesdays, $2 domestics on Thursday, Thursday, and $5 burgers and barbecue sandwiches on Fridays. Happy hours 2 to 7 Monday through Friday, so stop by and catch the big game on one of their 35 big screen TVs. And don't forget about Coaches Smoke catering for your next event. That's Coaches Smoke at 3.30 Austin Avenue. Avenue in downtown Waco. You have a business or a school or a team that needs to put their logo on something? Then let the pros at Mallory Screen Printing and Embroidery do the job for you. They can customize your logo on t-shirts, caps, dress shirts, golf shirts, winter apparel, and more. Stickers for any occasion, banners and signs, large or small. See more at MalloryPrint.com or call 1-800-433-2220. For your next custom screen printing or embroidery, check out their full catalog at MalloryPrint.com. My house has a new glow. I love my windows. Universal Windows Direct. Spring is here, and many of you are realizing it's time to replace those old windows before the hot weather gets here. Call Universal Windows Direct of Central Texas and schedule an in-home consultation where you can discuss your specific window needs with an expert team member. Universal's exclusive Unishield windows are sealed with Duralight. That's a non-metal spacer that has life expectancy five times that of other systems. And they're offering 0% financing for 60 months. That's 0% financing for 60 months. Contact Universal Windows Direct of Central Texas for a free in-home estimate. UniversalWindowsCentralTexas.com. That's UniversalWindowsCentralTexas.com or call 254-301-7760. And be sure and check out their great Google and Angie List reviews. I love my windows. They've got that brand new home effect. Universal Windows Direct. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update brought to you by ASCO Equipment in Belton off I-35. On it with Case Construction Equipment, whatever the job is. Bob Bowlesby has announced he will retire as commissioner of the Big 12. He will remain in office until the league finds his replacement. Baylor baseball traveled to Dallas Baptist and dropped an 11-6 decision. They returned to Big 12 play at West Virginia on Friday. There's softball at Gatterman Stadium tonight as Baylor hosts Lamar. First pitch at 6.30, and you can hear the game on Cool 101. McLennan Baseball returns to conference action at noon today, hosting Vernon. The Highlanders are on top of their conference by two games over Grayson. The MCC softball team also leads the conference standings at 15-1. They put their 19-game winning streak on the line at Vernon starting at 1 o'clock this afternoon. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. It's April, so why not have a lot of football conversation? We just visited with R.J. Achua from Blog of the Boys talking about the Cowboys and the Cowboy draft. Spring football is going on across the uh, across America in college football and right here 
uh, with the Big 12 and, and with the Baylor Bears as they get ready for their spring football game coming up April the 23rd. Uh, yesterday, a, another practice, and uh, they'll have a practice again tomorrow and Saturday. They'll have, an, I, I think, another inter-squad scrimmage mm-hmm. on Saturday at the stadium, uh, which is, by the way, not open to the public. Spring game will be. Uh, but th- they they did have a, a workout yesterday. Garrett was there for us and uh, talked with the cornerbacks coach, Kevin Curtis. They are working every single day. Um, I appreciate their attitude. We have some good leadership. Um, some guys have played some meaningful snaps in mm-hmm. Al Walcott and Mark Milton. And um, you have some young talent in Chateau Reed and A.J. McCarty and Tevin Williams. And so uh, those guys are working. And every day we're just getting a little bit better and understanding how to play in this system and how to work every day. Garrett, how is that room? I mean, you, you do have some experience but the experience is kind of limited, isn't it? It is. I think when you look last year, uh, you, you're 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 really gonna bank on Al Walcott being the guy who steps up and be's it becomes the leader of this team. Uh, when you go back to that performance he had in the Sugar Bowl, he has the 96 yard pick six. He said that's when the game really slowed down for him, and he was able to start taking some of the 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 things he learned in practice and implement them in the game. Uh, so I think they'll be all right there. You have Martin Milton. Uh, he's another one of your your quote unquote veteran guys as a junior. Uh, this was a guy that when he was coming in, he was recruited. He was a receiver in high school that was recruited as a DB, so he had a whole transition uh, to to pick up the the technique and everything that goes into it. But he's a rangy guy at six one, so he he could use his arms coming off the line of scrimmage to create some separation from the receiver and kind of make them think about what they're going to do. Uh, but you still have a lot of a lot of young talent on this team that has to get game reps. Uh, when you look at McCarty and Chateau Reed, I think they're both, and, and these are two more guys who were receivers coming out of high school that they had to completely learn how to play the position last year. So it's going to take game reps before we can actually see what they can do, but they are showing promise. So practice again on Thursday with uh, a uh, inter-squad scrimmage on Saturday, and we'll uh, obviously have all that covered for you right here on ESPN Central Texas, your flagship station for Baylor Athletics. Coming up at the top of the hour, we're going to talk Big 12 football and, and athletics with Josh Neighbors, who does the uh, podcast Locked on Big 12. We'll do that in a couple of minutes, but right now, John Morris has got today's Baylor Sports Beat program. This is the Baylor Sports Beat, a daily look inside Baylor Athletics. Now, here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Hi, everybody. It's time for a check of Baylor Athletics on the midweek Baylor Sports Beat. Coming up, Baylor baseball falls on the road and softball back in action tonight at Gatterman Stadium. Give you details on both straight ahead on today's Baylor Sports Beat. In Texas, there's pea-sized hail and baseball-sized hail. Guess which one hit our house? We didn't even know where to begin, but we called our Texas Farm Bureau insurance agent, and he was so reassuring. He knew exactly what to do to get our house back into shape and our lives back to normal. Now, we're even more thankful for the roof over our heads. Visit Texas Farm Bureau Insurance today at tfbinsurance.com to insure your home for Texas-sized weather. Coverage and discounts are subject to qualifications and policy terms and may vary by situation. Not only will you find an award-winning dealer at Allen Samuels, but you'll also find some great award-winning products. The 2021 Ram brand ranked number one automotive brand on J.D. Power's initial quality study. 
the 2021 Dodge brand, ranked number two behind Ram and the 2021 Jeep Gladiator, named highest quality midsize truck. Alan Samuels, 201 West Loop 340 in Waco, where we deliver quality. Come by. Let's be friends. Baylor University is where lights shine bright. So, let there be light. Let there be roommates and teammates, scholarship and championships. Let there be fresh starts and new traditions, fast friendships and lasting impacts. Let there be laughter. Let there be joy. Let there be light. Baylor University, where lights shine bright. You're listening to the Baylor Sports Beat on ESPN Central Texas. Here again is the voice, John Morris. And welcome back. Baylor baseball dropped an 11-6 decision on the road at 24th-ranked Dallas Baptist last night in Dallas. With the loss, the Bears now 16-12 on the season. They stay on the road this week, headed to Morgantown for a three-game series against West Virginia beginning on Friday. Meanwhile, Baylor's softball looks to snap out of a seven-game losing skid. Tonight, at home, hosting Lamar. Baylor softball sitting at 17 and 17 on the season, making all of these games, non-conference or conference, very important. Here's Baylor associate head coach, Brittany Newman. Yeah, you know, John, we're sitting in a spot right now um, and we've got to uh, we've got to play our best softball. You know, we've played a really good pre-conference schedule and have uh, learned and grown a lot as a team. And that's what you want. Um Coming into conference, you know, softball only has seven uh, teams. And so we really have a pretty um, heavy loaded pre-conference schedule. So we are at a at a point now where we just need to take everything that we've worked on and, and grown from. And um, and we've, we've got to win and we need to uh, just go out there really and play, play our game and um, get some wins. That's Baylor associate head coach, pitching coach, Brittany Newman, leading into Baylor and Lamar coming up tonight at Getterman Stadium. On the air at 6.15, first pitch at 6.30 on 101.3 FM this evening. Television tonight on Big 12 Now on ESPN+. And that's today's Baylor Sports Beat. More tomorrow. I'm John Morris. It's Baylor and West Virginia Big 12 Baseball this weekend from Morgantown. The Bears on the road in Big 12 play this weekend to take on West Virginia. Games Friday at 5.30, Saturday at 3, and Sunday at noon. Bears, Mountaineers, Big 12 Baseball this weekend. And it's right here on the home of the Bears, ESPN Central Texas. Have you ever been stranded on the side of the road? The next time it happens, call Big Boys Record Service to get you and your ride where you need to be. You can count on Big Boys Record Service to help you with roadside assistance, such as when your vehicle won't start, you need a tire change, you've locked yourself out of your vehicle, or when you're stuck in the mud. No job is too big or too small. They do it all. Family owned and operated since 1984. Big Boys Record Service. Call 254-662-3031. And remember, slow down or move over. From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. 
Let's go around the Big 12 with Josh Neighbors from Locked On Big 12 Podcast on ESPN Central Texas. Welcome back into the program. This is game time. Tom Ward, Garrett, we're glad you're with us. It's uh, eight eight oh three, three minutes after eight o'clock. As we roll through a what is this? This is this is this would be Wednesday. This would be Wednesday. Hump yeah, day, welcome to the, the party. Week. All right, let's uh, welcome into the program <laughs> from the uh, podcast Locked On Big Twelve. Here's uh, Josh Neighbors. Josh, good morning. How are you, buddy? I will, guys. Anything to talk about in Big 12 country? Uh, yeah, really, exactly. Uh, where did this come from and, and, and why? Yeah, so I think the timing in a general sense, it, I, I agree with it. Like, I think like, I, we'll get into all the reasons why. It's a good time maybe transition 70-year-old Bob Bowles be out. But the day after one of your teams wins a national championship, that makes literally no sense to me. Like you, like the only reason that you could justify it to me is, oh, we're worried that maybe somebody else has the story, and we don't want it to break. We want to be able to control the narrative with this. But even then, like, how bad is that if somebody else were to break the story about Bob Bowlesby leaving? You know, it, it honestly would be better look for you if somebody else broke the news. You know, and, and say, oh, you know, it got out as opposed to you doing it yourself, kind of taking the shine a little bit. It definitely does take the shine off of the national championship and the conversation around Kansas and the conversation around the Big 12 winning back-to-back titles in basketball. I think there's no doubt that there is a little bit of a thunder stealing, if you will, Big 12 stealing their own thunder in this situation. Josh, with the transition that's coming for the Big 12, how imperative that they must absolutely get it right with the next hire? Got to nail it. Um, I, I, here's the reason why this is the right time. So the transition is happening for the number of teams in the conference, right? We think there's going to be, at this point, it looks like there's going to be at least a year where it's a 14-team league and then it's going to go to a 12-team league. So you're going to go 10 to 14 to 12. Uh, that's how it's going to. It's how it's going to look most likely. Um, also, college football playoff expansion was discussed, but it got tabled. It's been tabled for right now, and uh, we know that Bob Bowlesby was a leader. He and Greg Sankey were kind of the two leaders in the new plan. Also, you've got the grant of rights for the Big Twelve, their television contract coming up in twenty four after the twenty twenty four twenty twenty five season. So it is the right time to get somebody new in there to make sure somebody is, A, there for the transition, B, there to help with the new college football playoff uh, stuff, and then C, uh, you want somebody there for the new television contract. So the, the timing in that sense does – it does uh, – you know, it's pretty logical to me. Once again, the Monday after an championship, not logical, but that does make sense. So they know they have to nail it. And I think it's the right time considering all of those factors and also Bob Bowlesby's age as well. And you're talking about timing. How about timing for Baylor the day before giving Mac Rhodes an extension? Because that dude had to be a legitimate candidate to replace him, right? I'm not sure he's still not. I, I think yeah. that's going to be kicked around. If you were to ask me which two ADs I would look at from the Big 12 conference, and look, I don't know if they go this direction, I would say it's Mac Rhodes, and then also 
I would go with Jamie Pollard at Iowa State. I think those two are the ones. And look, I mean, making good coaching decisions and hiring the right guys does not necessarily equate to signing a good television contract with Hulu, right? It's not really two things that are the same, but also we do usually look for leadership in that department. So yeah, it's a great point. Um, you know, I think Mac ends up staying at Baylor. Uh, I think that's, that's true. We've seen a lot of kind of, uh, you know, off the beaten path hires as of late when it comes to conference commissioners. But I, w- I would say that the two main ones, uh, yeah, from the big 12 would be Jamie Pollard and, and Mac Rhodes. Talking with Josh Neighbors from the uh, podcast Locked on Big 12. And Josh, continuing the, the conversation about the, the Big 12 commissioner. And, and you mentioned several of the things that are that are taking place in, in, in you know, the timing of this thing. Now that it's it's there and we've kind of we've kind of taken it in and, 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 and understand what's going on. It, it, it's new blood, fresh blood and some new ideas. Is is that a bad thing right now? No, it's not. I think that's especially important when it comes to the television side of this. We've seen the revenues that the Big Ten and the SEC are slotted to make. And I forget who tracks this, but I've seen this a bunch. Uh, you know, the folks in the athletic have tweeted out a lot. Just tracking the future revenues that you're going to see from these conferences, the SEC, the Big Ten. In, in terms of their TV deals, when you compare it to the Big 12, the Pac-12, and then the ACC, it's going to be a huge gap. I think the one thing the Big 12 can do to try at least dig into that gap and make it a little bit smaller is go into the nonlinear TV space. We have heard a lot about how Hulu and Netflix and now Apple TV Plus uh, they all want, and Amazon all want to get into the live sports space. There is a reason why. There's like six shows out there right now that are on like linear cable that don't lose viewership. It's like, you know, Survivor and, and Big Brother and stuff like that. And then live sports are the other things that really just never diminish. And so I think that those new, uh, those, those, you know, newer medias, if you will, are going to try to break into this space. And some of them might overpay for a part of the package. So some of them might overpay for some Big 12 football. Some of them might overpay for some Big 12 basketball because it is the premier basketball conference in the country. Maybe they'll overpay for some baseball too, part of the package. So I think somebody who is going to make sure they do their due diligence and ensure that every single media entity that wants to have a chance to get into live sports knows about the Big 12, has a chance to bid on the Big 12, and potentially raises the price of the grant of rights the Big 12 gets involved. And that, that might take somebody who's younger and outside of the box. That's why we saw George Klyavkov get hired. The, the, the Pac-12 network was such a disaster, and Larry Scott, things didn't go very well. So they went and got an entertainment guy in George Klyavkov, and they're hoping that that's what pays off the next time around in their television contract negotiations for the Pac-12. I think the Big 12, they need to make this next hire with that in mind. That's the number one thing for the Big 12 is their new television contract coming up after the 2024-2025 season. Josh, you just mentioned Big 12 basketball. In the, in, in the conversation of with that next television deal, with the new Big 12, the teams that they're adding – do you think that there's a possibility that basketball carries this league more than football because 
of the new alignment and the new teams that are coming in? Well, it, you know, the, it, football is always going to be king. You guys know this. Football is what everybody always loves to talk about. It's kind of the, the big thing on everybody's mind. But, we, you know, lest, lest we forget, folks, the NCAA tournament is still a billion-dollar industry, and a billion with a B, it is a billion-dollar industry. And so as long as the Big 12 is putting teams – and look, you know, you get Baylor, you, you've got Kansas, you've got Texas Tech. Uh, you know, we, Texas and OU are good programs, and we're losing those. Houston, though, was in the Final Four last year, right? And a really good team again this year and played in the Elite Eight against Villanova. Uh, you're adding Cincinnati and West Miller, adding BYU and, and UCF. Those teams have some work to do, but, you know, you're going to be adding another premier program at least with Houston. So, yeah, I mean, I think at this point in time, it's, it's hard to say that the Big 12 basketball product is one that, that I mean, you know, it's, it's something that it's on, it's on often. You're always getting good games. I mean, you look at the Big 12 weekly schedule every single week, you're always getting great matchups, top 25 matchups, great environments. It's a great television product. Is it worth as much as, you know, Texas Baylor is in football sometimes? No, it's not. But it's constant, it's often, it's high quality. So I think it's, a, it's one of the best bargaining chips they have, no doubt. That in terms of like a solid known quantity product, we might be able to guarantee what the football conference looks like. We, we probably can't do that. But for basketball, we can promise you that you know there's a good chance you're going to have a final. If, if you've got uh, if you've got the Big 12 on your airwaves, you're probably going to have a Final Four team on your airwaves. Uh, you know as much as you want them to be. So it's it's one of the best bargaining chips I'd say they have. Let's talk national championship. Kansas looked like a completely different team coming out of halftime. In particular, Obaji. I mean, he was really non-existent in the first half and you're able to get him going and you're able to attack the paint in the second half for the Jayhawks. What was the biggest difference in your opinion uh, in getting Obaji kind of go rolling in that second half? Well, I think Leaky Black picked up foul three or four there. And once he did, they attacked, he attacked. He he really made an effort to attack the rim. And, and look, he got the one three. It was the opening three of the game uh, for Kansas. And, and, I thought they attacked some in the end of the first half. And the problem was they would attack it and they weren't working enough shot clock. They were so rushed to get up the first shot. And Carolina did a great job of getting a hand in their face. In the second half, they were much more composed. They were getting stops and they were turning that into offense, attacking the other way. They got everybody going downhill towards the rim, making something happen. And that was a huge key for them. And, and Bill Self, you know, I thought he did not coach very well in the first half. I thought they did a bad job making adjustments. The second half, he, he talked about it. He said, look, we were down nine with two minutes left against Memphis. Uh, what sounds harder, 15 points in 20 minutes or nine in two minutes? And they're all like, oh, nine in two minutes. And then by that 10-minute mark of the second half, guys, they were up by six. They'd flip a 21-point swing that fast. So Oshai was a huge part of that, his recognition of knowing this is my moment to attack. We've got them vulnerable. I think it's what makes him such a great player, and it's a reason why I think we're going to see him be a lottery pick in the NBA draft. I'm going to take you back to the conference thing for, for just a minute. We had a conversation this morning, in fact, uh, uh, about the league and the 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 national uh, perception of the league once Texas and Oklahoma depart. Hey, look, we all know right now Texas is not going very well except for in, in baseball, but it's still a brand. Oklahoma's a brand. Is, is the BYU brand going to be strong enough to, 
to to help out in that area and then who who who's going to pick up the torch in the league to be those brands I think the brands you're bringing in Houston and BYU are the strongest two brands you have here's why BYU um has a really large you know a group of fans baked into it just to do the their religious ties and that that is part of it you know, it's not mean to demean it at all we've got some other religious schools in this conference but um, you know, my grandfather was a Catholic and was a fan of Notre Dame because he was Catholic. There is a certain element of that with BYU fans, and it's positive. It's, it's good. That's what we want in this conference. Houston is the fourth, I was what, fourth largest media market in the entire country. Uh, that's a strong brand. They've always wanted to be able to play on the stage with the big boys in the state. So I think there's a you know, good chance that Houston's gunning for that number one spot in Texas in terms of the Big 12 teams once they get there. UCF has a I mean, massive alumni base because of how large their enrollment is, and it's always growing, so that's positive too. Yeah, I mean, I think people have knocked the, you know, the recruiting outside of OU in Texas. No, it's not as good as a lot of the other pack, uh, the power conferences when it comes to football. I'm, I'm speaking purely about football. Um, but the performances are just as good. Like, if you compare the, the Big 12 to the Pac-12, I mean – you know, I know Lincoln Riley's there now. I know Phil Knight in Oregon. It's a, those are two big brands, and they're going to come along. But, I mean, the Oklahoma State of the world, the Baylors of the world, they've, they've been outperforming a lot of those top teams, quote-unquote, in the Pac-12 now. Uh, you know, and, and especially Oklahoma State's been doing it for a long time. So I think that the product in the field is really good, but you're right. It's going to be about those brands, and I'm interested to see how those brands continue to grow now that they're going to be in what should be a power conference. Make no, make no bones about it, guys. The new Big 12 is still a power conference, especially in football, and we know 110%. It might be the conference still when it comes to basketball. When you look at spring training and football in swing right now, who has, who has the most ground excuse me, to gain in the Big 12? Who has the biggest task in front of them? The, the, I think the easy one we always say is Kansas, just because it's their first full spring, right? We mentioned this last week some. So I want to see what that team looks like just full organization-wise uh, when they come back and, and, and what it looks like. I am really curious about the team in y'all's neck of the woods with Baylor. I, the, the quarterback battle is so fascinating to me because I think it's going to dictate so much of what this team's able to accomplish and if they can build off what happened last year. Because with no Abram Smith, sure, you're going to be able to put another back back there and it's going to work out fine. But I think there is a consensus that a quarterback for Baylor can take the next step. We're having a different conversation about what that offense can look like. Last year it was a ball control offense. They ran it. They played defense. They tried to make Bahannon not make too many mistakes. This year I think they want a guy to elevate that position and it's not just Chapin. It's not just Bohannon. It's Kyron Drones, too. A lot of people are talking about him uh, right now also. So I think that's, that's the one huge battle I'm watching right now because OU and Texas are kind of reloading on talent. But can Baylor and Oklahoma State, those two teams, build off what they've done? We've had different teams in the Big 12 championship game the last few years, guys. Baylor's, Oklahoma State's, Oklahoma's, Iowa State's. Uh, you think about all these separate teams that have gone – can somebody repeat and build kind of the way that Oklahoma has in the past and make it, you know, repeat performances, repeat trips back to back to back to back years and try to, you know, elevate their program. And I think this Baylor quarterback battle is one to watch that could help them 
kind of get back in that spot once again. Hey, Josh, what do you uh, what do you got on the uh, on the podcast? Episode coming out literally as we speak. It's, it's hitting the airwaves uh, and your podcast feeds now about Bob Bowlesby and the transition and and what could be next and the timing of all of it. So check that out. Make sure you find us on Twitter at LO Big 12. And you can find Locked On Big 12 wherever your podcast and on YouTube as well. Great stuff as always, Josh. Thanks. Appreciate your time. Yep. Talk to you guys soon. Yeah, that is uh, Josh Neighbors from the uh, podcast Locked On Big 12. Uh, well, yeah, 819, 19 minutes after 8 o'clock. Let's take a second here and talk about our good friends over at City Ranch Boot Company. They've got a, a great location and they can't wait for you to come by and visit. You can, look, at, at City Ranch Boot Company, you can choose your own skin. Uh, you can choose your own design, and then you can let them create a, uh, a perfect pair of boots or maybe a belt, a wallet, maybe even a handbag, whatever you whatever you so desire. Or you can shop in the store right off the shelf. They got some beautiful products right there in the store. Uh, over 30 years in the leather industry, owner Jay Kelly and his team know how to do it. They know their stuff. And, again, uh, they design boots for uh, – for any occasion, I mean, maybe you got uh, maybe you got a sales contest coming up, and and you want to give away a pair of boots with your uh, company logo on it. They can do that for you. Maybe maybe there's a graduation coming up, and and you wanna you wanna give the uh, high school logo or the college logo or whatever the case may be on that pair of boots as a gift for. Um, for that graduate or a wedding, you can, you can hook up the bride and groom. Maybe they got a Western theme for their wedding and uh, you can hook up the bride and groom with, with boots. I mean, there's all kinds of cool things that you can do. Remember city ranch boot company does custom design. They're locally owned, they're family operated. And of course made right here in Texas city ranch boot company brings you a unique experience. You can, you can design your own or you can shop right off the shelf. So it's up to you. City Ranch Boot. They're at 10267 North River Crossing. That's just off Highway 6 at 185. And that's next to the Joko Building. Remember when you get to the intersection of Highway 6, if you turn left, you're headed to Crawford. If you turn right, you're headed to China Spring. Well, you make that right, and then it's right there on the left. Here's the phone number, 254-855-7225. You can also check them out on Facebook or Instagram, and you can visit their website at cityranchboot.com. The weather this hour is brought to you by Alliance Bank. Find Alliance Bank with their several locations in Waco and new location in Temple and let them help you and your business succeed. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. A cold front has moved through the area. That means very windy conditions today. We'll see north winds up to 30 miles an hour, but lots of sunshine, and it will be much cooler than yesterday. Highs top out at 76 degrees. Clear skies tonight, 42 and mostly sunny. Seasonal tomorrow and 74. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. Matt Mosley, weekdays at 4 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Interesting hire, had a tremendous run, as you said. Very impressive. But that's funny, uh, Aaron, did you say it went back to like 2012 through 2015? I find it interesting that these schools sometimes when they're kind of like, ah, who are we going to hire? They're like, well, Steve Prom was pretty good here, <laughs> you know, like seven, eight years ago. The Matt Mosley Show, weekdays 4 to 6 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. 
ProStar Rental is the number one choice for all of your equipment rental needs. No matter the project, they got you covered. Plus, their friendly local staff is always available to answer your questions. They have a large selection of quality equipment available to rent for any project, big or small. And they have eight locations across Texas to serve you, including locations in Waco and Belton. Visit online at ProStarRental.com for more info. ProStar Rental. They make work easier. If you've ever ordered food for work, you understand it's different. There's just so much more at stake. Whether it's a meeting, a client call, or lunch with the office that has to arrive at the actual lunchtime, food for work has to work. That's why there's Easy Cater, food that's on time and as ordered from over 82,000 restaurants. And if there's a problem, rare, you can reach someone in seconds. Thank you for calling Easy Cater. Some food just doesn't work at work, but Easy Cater just does. Order 24-7 at easycater.com. Central Texas horse enthusiasts find a large selection of saddles at Appaloosa Trading Post Rodeo Pond. They feature new and used saddles from names like Billy Cook and Cactus. Plus, they have a large selection of children's saddles. Trade-ins are welcome and financing is available. Apply today by texting 16118-222462. You'll enjoy one-on-one customer service at the world's best western store, Appaloosa Trading Post and Rodeo Pond, 3101 North Robinson Drive in Waco, and on Facebook. Don't miss the Lone Star Gun Show Saturday and Sunday at the Bell County Expo Center. You'll find great items at terrific prices on new and used guns, knives, swords, hunting gear, books, coins, medals, and ammo. Best of all, you'll enjoy browsing with the benefit of paying discount prices. Hours are 9 to 5 Saturday, 10 to 4 Sunday. Bring in your old gun and trade up for the gun you've always wanted. Lone Star Gun Show Saturday and Sunday at the Bell County Expo Center in Belton. Have you been to Sam's Bar in Union Hall in downtown Waco yet? Serving originally inspired Texas-style craft drinks, offering wine, beer, vodka, and fruit juice drinks. Be sure to try one of Sam's signature cocktails like the Hatchback, a Dallas Daisy, and even some Summer Lovin'. Happy hours every Monday through Friday from 3 to 6 with $2 off draft beer and cocktails, plus free chips and hot sauce. Sam's Bar Waco in Union Hall at 720 Franklin Avenue. And check them out online at samsbarwaco.com. Have you ever been stranded on the side of the road? The next time it happens, call Big Boys Record Service to get you and your ride where you need to be. You can count on Big Boys Record Service to help you with roadside assistance, such as when your vehicle won't start, you need a tire change, you've locked yourself out of your vehicle, or when you're stuck in the mud. No job is too big or too small. They do it all. Family owned and operated since 1984. Big Boys Record Service. Call 254-662-3031. And remember, slow down or move over. With tax season approaching, are you wondering how new laws could affect your financial portfolio? I'm Joe Kaleo of the Kaleo Wealth Management Group. If you're unsure about the effect tax legislation could have on your wealth, we can help you develop a plan that withstands change no matter what the season. Kaleo Wealth Management is a Central Texas team of UBS Financial Services, member FINRA SIPC. All right, 826, 26 after 8. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom Ward-Garrett, we're glad you're with us. And if you're uh, just joining us, uh, we, we've been having a conversation about it all morning long. But, uh, again, the uh, the Big 12 is going to be without 
uh, their uh, their leader, Commissioner Bob Bowlesby, has decided to uh, step down. And and, and I'm, I'm not real sure, Ward and, and Garrett, what the process will be, how long this will take. Uh, will he stay around while the um, while the league seeks and, and finds a, a new leader? Or does he say, hey, look, June 1st, I'm out of here. I mean, I, I, I don't know, but uh, it'll be interesting to see what what type of individual the league elects to go with as as the commissioner. I mean, uh, I, I think Josh Neighbors had had a couple of great points. Don't you have to have somebody that uh, that really can can understand or, or surround him or her with with people that understand the the electronic media, if you will, because television is going to be we. Look, it, it, television drives drives the thing right now, but it's really going to drive it over the next ten to fifteen years. I don't think you have to have somebody that has a in on the media side of things. I, I think you said it. You have to find somebody that's a great leader uh, that has a proven track record of knowing how to uh, navigate athletic departments and be able to communicate with coaches and athletic directors, and then surround himself with good people that can do the other things and, and advise him on those situations. That's the guy you need as the big 12 commissioner. It, it, to me, it's kind of odd and crazy. Like just yesterday we were talking about how Bob Bowlesby was in Waco more times this year than we've ever seen him. Was I, there a reason for that? It, that's the thing. Initially it was, uh, my thought was, okay, maybe he wants Baylor, Oklahoma state to be the faces. Now I'm wondering, and I still to, think that. But was he trying to groom his successor? Was he trying to say, come on, come on, take this over, Mac? I, I, I'm i I'm going to buy into the, con- into the grassy knoll theory <laughs> right there. I'm conspiracy bound with you. I, I mean, it just, that's what I can't, I can't not think that. <laughs> Too convenient. But I don't think there's any question that I that Oklahoma State uh, and Baylor, because of where they are is in football winning and things of that nature, are oh, are going to be looked. Or they're going to be looked to be the leaders. Yeah. I mean, they're going to be the leaders. Uh, and again, you know, and I, I go back to the television component of this thing and, and how many dollars are available. Uh, you got to be able to you got to be able to communicate with those executives and and, and sell sell your product. You got to sell it. And 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 you got to be able to put put that deal together. And you know, Josh is right. I mean, look, you got Prime that's getting into the uh, into the the television. Mm-hmm. They uh, got MLB contract. Yeah, and, and and look, they were. I mean, they were chasing Troy Aikman all over the place uh, just a few weeks ago. Didn't well, catch they, him. They got Al Michael. Al Michael. But they did. Yeah, that's a great point. So and and uh, the guy that's going to go from Herb Street. Oh yeah, yeah, Kirk Herbstreit as well. Yeah, I mean he, he's, he's leaving ESPN. Yeah, he's, he's going no, with Michael. He's staying. Oh, he's, he's just, doing college and prime. Well, he's good. doing good college and NFL. Uh, good for him. But you know, fifteen twenty years ago, I was told, "Hey, there's going to come a day where you pay for everything you watch." And I thought, "You're nuts. No one's ever going to have to. They're not ever going to charge us for uh, the college football championship game. They're not going to charge us for the Super Bowl." But you know what? It, it, it certainly feels like we're headed in those in that direction. Look, Oklahoma's already charging their fans to watch them beat the brakes off of like Montana State. Yeah, it's happening. Well, I, I get that. You, I mean, look, we we're all paying for ESPN Plus. I mean, if you want to, no, watch, we're not. 
Uh, well, you're smart. <laughs> if you want to watch certain yeah, things, you right. are paying you're for it now. Right. And I, I never out. dreamed that I would pay to 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 watch sports on my television. But if I want to watch a baseball game or 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 you know a look, there was a couple of football games this year uh, that I wanted to watch, and the only way to watch it is to pony up. It's yep. to pony up. So it, it, the 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 landscape is changing dramatically, and it's changing fast. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, I never thought Prime would be in the NFL business. You know, uh, didn't see Apple. I mean, just didn't well, see all that. See, and it's because there's people like me who sit on their back porch and stream it. It's convenient. <laughs> so you're telling me it's more convenient to take something mobile and go outside than it is to have there's, something no, that there's, there's people have so much going on. You're always on the run. And now you have the convenience of, okay, well, I'm on a road trip. There's a big game. I'm going to miss it. Nope. I can just look on my phone. It's right there. So you're going to drive and watch what television. I'm, you know what no, I'm no, no, that's what you just said, Garrett. Hey, look, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> I get you. All right, but that's where we are. Uh, and so the search begins for a new commissioner. It's 831. This is Game Time on ESPN Central Texas. Recently on Game Time from CBSSports.com, Jayhan Jayaraja. You know, obviously they did lose their head coach, Lincoln Riley, uh, but it's more than anything else, I mean, they've got lost at so many key positions. They've lost their quarterback, their leading rusher, their leading tacklers. They're replacing a bunch of key guys at a lot of different positions. And then on top of that, they're going to be running a different defensive system, and they don't quite have the personnel to run it at this point. Game Time, weekdays at 7 a.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Since 1943, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has been the number one provider of structural pipe, ranging from one half inch to 24 inch in diameter. They can handle all your fencing needs. They also carry square tubing from one half inch to six inches for weekend warrior projects, such as deer stands and ornamental iron jobs. If you need purlin, tubing, beams, weld plates, H braces, fence posts, culverts, or metal building supplies, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has the largest inventory of those products in Central Texas. Pioneer Steel and Pipe, with locations in Waco and Bryan and at pioneerboys.com. Okay, so what's the most important part about your house? No, it's not that bar or even the man cave. Think about it. The most important thing is your roof. It has to withstand all that Mother Nature can throw your way. So it makes sense to have the best. McAdams & Sons Roofing is your first choice when it comes to protecting your valuable asset. Experienced professionals using only the best materials. So for new construction, re-roofs, repairs, or remodels for composition and metal roofs, think McAdams & Sons Roofing first. And now McAdams & Sons Roofing are installing seamless gutters. They're insured and an A-plus rating on the BBB. McAdams & Sons Roofing will come out, take a look at your roof, and handle all the insurance process for you. Don't let any fly-by-night company look at your roof. Let a real professional you trust do the work for you. Put McAdams & Sons over 40 years of experience to go to work for you all over Central Texas. Check them out online at mcadamsroofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 because you don't want a kid with your house's lid. Sell your home in five days. The brokerage house guarantees they will sell your home in five days or less, or they will buy it for a price you agree upon prior to listing your home. They're your connection to buyers from not only around Central Texas, but also nationally. If you're going to sell your home, there's only one real estate agent you should trust, and that's Aaron Ryan at the Brokerage House Realtors. Aaron has a proven marketing system that is known to generate offers above market value and multiple offers. For more information, visit 5daystosow.com. That's 5 days to 
Tuxedo.com. Slovacek Sausage has found a great home in Central Texas, and we're growing with you. We have found so many ways to celebrate all the great things about Texas, football, family, and friends, and so much more. We have all of the barbecue, specialty meats, and over 35 kinds of kolaches to make your next meal or gathering a great success, and we do all the work. If you're on the road, we have the best place for your pooch to stop and stretch with our beautiful dog park. So with the hospitality of Texas and our Czech heritage, Vitame Voss. That means we welcome you at Slovacek's. You'll love our sausage. Myatt Fuels should be your first and local choice for high-quality fuel and lubricant. They are Central Texas-owned and operated independent distribution and bulk delivery company. You call, they haul. They deliver on-road diesel, off-road, farm diesel, gasoline, and non-ethanol gasoline. Known for the great pricing and quickest delivery, call Nick, the owner, for all your gasoline delivery needs at 675-8107. That's Myatt Fuels. Call Nick at 675-8107 or look for Myatt Fuels on Facebook. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update. Bob Bowlesby has announced he will retire as commissioner of the Big 12. He will remain in office until the league finds his replacement. Baylor baseball traveled to Dallas Baptist and dropped an 11-6 decision. They returned to Big 12 play at West Virginia on Friday. There's softball at Gatterman Stadium tonight as Baylor hosts Lamar. First pitch at 6.30 and you can hear the game on Cool 101. McLennan baseball returns to conference action at noon today, hosting Vernon. The Highlanders are on top of their conference by two games over Grayson. The MCC softball team also leads the conference standings at 15-1. They put their 19-game winning streak on the line at Vernon starting at 1 o'clock this afternoon. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Day 36, game time, rolling along here on a Wednesday morning. Tom and Garrett and Ward, and we're glad you're with us. And we're joined now by Stephen Simcox from the uh, podcast Locked on Horn Frogs. And Simmy, good morning. How are you, buddy? I'm good, Tom. Thanks as always for having me on the show. Uh, a lot of stuff going on. And let's begin with the, uh, the announcement that came out yesterday afternoon with Commissioner Bob Bowlesby electing to, uh, to step away from uh, – from the job, what what were your initial thoughts? I was surprised by the timing of it. Um, I mean, Bob's taken a lot of heat through the years, and I think most of it's been deserved. But I honestly feel like he's probably never been more popular. Now, that's not necessarily saying a lot because I feel like the majority of the Big Twelve has been unhappy with him. But ever since Texas and OU left, I I think he's actually done a pretty nice job of keeping the conference together. I mean, last summer it really looks like the Big 12 was going to crumble. Either it was going to go away completely or it would become a brand-new league with a lot of group of five teams and maybe a few holdovers from the current conference. But he was able to keep the eight teams that were remaining together, at least for now. He got expansion done by Houston and UCF and BYU and Cincinnati. And, I mean, he was sort of blindsided by the whole thing. Now, um, I think it was a problem that he created by not being super proactive. I also feel like, just the lack of respect that he commanded, and I don't know how much of that's his fault, but the fact that Texas and Oklahoma and Greg Sankey, the SEC commissioner, didn't even really give him a heads up that they were negotiating some sort of deal um, to move on and emerge as one conference sort of tells you where he stood in the hierarchy of conference commissioners. 
But Kansas has won a national title. I think the league, for the first time in a long time, was pretty unified in a new direction. And I guess a lot of his legacy will depend on what happens with this transition and how relevant they are in the national discussion moving forward. But yeah, I was uh, a little taken aback that he decided to do it now. But hey, these are good. These are good jobs. They're successful jobs that they pay well. And if I could step away and enjoy some of my life with his bank account, I think I'd probably do the same thing. I'm not sure how relevant this position will be under Sonny Dykes' offense, but with the running back room now having Anthony Jones Jr. replace Rashad Samples, what does that do for that room? Well, the running back position is pretty talented, and you bring up a good point, Ward. I mean, we'll see what what they do running the football. You know, Ulysses Bentley had a pretty productive year at SMU last season. I think Kendra Miller is a converted linebacker, um, but he's been a, a really good player at that spot behind Zach Evans. He's been super productive when he's been healthy. It looks like he's going to be your starter. And then behind him, a couple of transfers, you know, Monty Bailey come over from Louisiana. And then um, and they have the Arkansas transfer who's, who's not on campus yet, but will be um, in the fall. And, and a couple of more experienced guys like Amari DiMercato and DeMarquez Foster. I think there's some depth there. I feel like it's going to be a position that will be utilized more in the passing game, or at least more versatility. Um, I expect the backs to kind of share carries kind of uh, equally, and there's not one guy now with Zach Evans leaving that you feel like you have to get 15 to 20 touches. But I feel like they can be productive on the ground. I, I wonder more, too, you know, we're talking about running backs, but just the running game in general. All the, all the quarterbacks on campus right now, Max Duggan, Chandler Morris, and Sam Jackson, they're all really – good with their feet, especially Duggan. And I, I'm curious how much of the uh, running game will come from designed runs from that position as well. But, yeah, Anthony Jones Jr. Award, uh, I think it's a good hire. Came over from Memphis, did a good job there. Is known as a good recruiter, younger, energetic guy. He kind of fits that same mold that Rashad Samples was in before he left. So um, they should be in good shape there. I, I think it will just depend on how much they want to use that position. Let's stick with football for a second, Simi. Was there anything to you that stood out this week in uh, Garrett Riley's press conference? Yeah, there were a few things. I mean, one, he was pretty noncommittal about the quarterback position, which that's not surprising, but I'm starting to have the feeling that this could drag on into the fall, and I'm not super excited about that. I would like to see somebody separate themselves, but I also realize that this is a new staff um, and that they've only had – really five to ten practices with these guys so far. So they're still trying to figure out a lot of things, and I'm sure there's a ton of metrics to evaluate. I mean, Sonny wants to use the tight end position more. Uh, you know, Jared Wiley, who we know well, is coming over from Texas. Also, Jacarius Spivey from Mississippi State. Um, they have a few players that are holdovers as well. That was a spot that really wasn't used at all, you know, the last few seasons with, with Doug Meacham calling plays. And then I think the thing that's most encouraging for me and that's probably the most is that he's excited about this offensive line. And I don't know how much of that, Garrett, is just, you know, typical uh, spring kind of hype talk. But if this O-line can hold up well, um, then I think this offense has the potential to be really, really good. He also sung the praises of Quentin Johnson and uh, Quincy Brown. I think they like what they have on the outside at the wide receiver position. Um, I feel like there's a lot to be excited about at the, on the offensive side of the ball. He's got to figure out that quarterback spot first. 
Visiting with uh, Stephen Simcox from the uh, podcast Locked On Big Twelve. Uh, I'm sorry, <laughs> Locked On Horn Frogs. Stephen, let's uh, let's switch gears, talk a little baseball. How big? Is, I realize it's April, but how big a series is this for for TCU going to Austin to take on the Longhorns after dropping two out of three at home against West Virginia? Yeah, it's significant. I mean, they had a terrible week last week. They went one and four, and now they were able to bounce back last night and take care of business against UCA and Arlington. Uh, but this Texas team, they're really talented. They struggled a little bit, I think, compared to expectations, right? They're still a very good baseball team. But coming into the year as the consensus number one team, they haven't necessarily lived up to that. And they're still trying to figure out that pitching staff to a certain extent. But that lineup is lethal. I mean, Ivan Melendez is amazing. Douglas Hodo can hit the ball. Trey Falcini is somebody who can come up there and rake as well. Um, they got a lot of guys that can, that can mash. And this is a TCU team that since Austin Krobe has gone down with an injury, has really struggled behind Riley Cornelio on Friday nights to find consistent pitching, both from their starters and their bullpen. If they can go down to Austin and get two out of three, that would be really big. This is a huge stretch for them the next four weeks. They play Texas. They play Texas Tech at home. Then they travel to Stillwater and mesh in between there in the non-conference series on the road against Florida State. So maybe the toughest schedule in the country for the next month. I would guess it probably is. Um, you have to steal a series at some point. If they could do it on the road in Austin, that would be pretty big. And I think it would give this team some confidence heading into that um, series at home against Tech next weekend. But it's uh, it's a big deal. I mean, they still have a good conference record. They're 6-3. and three. Um, But that was uh, an unfortunate series loss to West Virginia at home. There's really no excuse for not getting it done against that team, even though, you know, Randy Mays, he's a good coach. They put a lot of pressure on you the way they run the bases. Uh, but bottom line is that's a series they shouldn't have lost, and now they're going to have to make up for it by maybe uh, pulling off an upset against Texas. Stephen, hate to bounce you around, but I want to go back to Joseph Gillespie and this defense, the three-three-five plug-and-play that he's installing at TCU. How does the defense seem to be grasping it, and is this going to be a a good move for TCU because they can play downhill and use their speed more? Well, I think the, the scheme adjustment will be a good fit for them. They have kind of some hybrid guys that will fit well in those linebackers slash, you know, secondary roles that Joseph Gillespie likes to use. I know Marcel Brooks has had a big-time um, couple weeks in camp kind of learning the defense and playing downhill and playing fast. Uh, I think it will be a good adjustment of it. I'm worried about this year, Ward, because this defensive line, there's just a ton of question marks. It seems like the offense has been getting the better of them. Um, throughout the spring, and you know, I, I know there's some learning going on, uh, but man, you would really like to see this defense get back to a TCU level this season. I don't know if it can happen, um, but I like I, I like the adjustment with Joseph Gillespie. I think as he you know starts to develop guys, as he starts to get players that fit his system more, it's going to be a good adjustment for the team. Um, and I, I feel like the secondary has a chance to be really good this year with some experience coming back. Travis Hodges, Tomlinson, and Noah Daniels at corner. Uh, Bud Clark coming back in that safety position. He's had a lot of starts. But you have to be good up front. So they need to figure that out. And I think they're still kind of searching for uh, some guys, especially that nose tackle position, who can uh, take some pressure off those linebackers and allow them to make plays. Stephen, we spent a lot of time this morning discussing, with everything, the landscape, when you look at the Big 12 in general, Bob Bosby steps down. Uh, you have Baylor and Kansas go back-to-back and win in national championships on the basketball side, and you have the, the mass exodus with Texas and Oklahoma, the new look with the teams coming in. 
is this now going to be a basketball conference when you look at the Big 12? And does it almost seem like we're it's a mesh up of like the Sun Belt and football and the Big East and basketball when you look at the new look of the Big 12? Well, it's a fascinating question. I mean, I asked this on the podcast yesterday if it's a basketball conference, and I guess it depends on your definition because I still think it's it's, it's still a very Texas-centric conference, and I don't mean the University of Texas. I just mean most of the schools are based in the state of Texas. And football is king here. I think it always will be. That's what the fan bases care about the most. But from a success standpoint, you're right, Garrett. I mean, it really is been led by basketball. You know, Kansas and Baylor have gotten it done in the national title game. And I think not only that, um, Iowa State breaking through and making the Sweet 16. Texas Tech has, you know, maintained their excellence under Mark Adams. Uh, TCU is trying to get better, at, at, you know, in men's basketball. They've made the investments there. Um, Texas obviously went and got Chris Beard, and they were able to at least get, you know, a win and run one of the tournament for the first time in a long time. And I, I wonder if, since there's a new identity sort of as you laid out there, if they kind of lean in to the basketball side of it because that is where they're having the most success but there's a danger there because you mentioned the big east and they were the premier basketball conference for a long time you're right but that still didn't stop them from getting you know eaten alive by the acc eventually and the big east still has a basketball deal with fox sports one i think they're still relevant in ncaa tournament discussions um but it's it's not a football conference anymore and they've sort of left kind of the holdovers um, like Georgetown and Villanova, those teams that really only play basketball, and that's what they do. Um, so I think there's some danger because even if you are super successful at basketball, you can kind of be left out in the cold from a national perspective. But Big 12 also cares a lot about football. I think they're going to invest in it. So, yeah, there could be a good sort of synchronization between the two sports, and I think um, that'll be something for the new commissioner to look at. How do you lean into that brand of we're the best basketball conference in the country but also, we still care about football. We're still making an investment, and we also want to be a factor in the you know the college football playoff discussion as well. Stephen, what do you uh, what do you got coming up on the podcast? So today, uh, I'll drop this about thirty minutes. It's our Big Twelve Roundtable with Josh Neighbors from Lockdown Big Twelve and a few others. So we're talking about the Bob Bowles departure and more. Uh, plenty of spring football coverage right now, um, and then baseball and basketball as well. Baseball, of course, in season and basketball, we're following. Uh, you know, what happens with the rest of the roster after Mike Miles' departure. So all that on Lockdown Horns Rogues, wherever you find the podcast. Steven, as always, it's a pleasure, man. Thanks. Talk to you soon. Thanks, guys. See you later. That is uh, Stephen Simcox with the uh, podcast Locked on Horn Frogs. It is uh, 849. We're 11 away from 9 o'clock. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. And game time is presented by Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep Ram Fiat, your friend in the car business. If you're shopping for power, performance, and reliability, look no further than Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep Ram Fiat, where you can check out the 2022 Ram 1500 Lone Star Edition. You can also take a look at all of the great Jeep products, including the Jeep Grand Cherokee, all at Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat. They're at 201 West Loop 340. That's just down from Highway 84. And uh, you can check out all the great products at alansamuelsdcj.com. That's Alan Samuels dcj.com again another tremendous service department at alan samuels and you can check that out as well it's alan samuels dodge chrysler jeep ram fiat at 201 west loop 340 just down from highway 84 your friend in the car business glenn moore and baylor bear softball on 101.3 fm 
Baylor softball back in action Wednesday at Getterman Stadium hosting Lamar. 6.15 for the warm-up show. 6.30 first pitch for Baylor Lamar softball Wednesday from Getterman Stadium. Join Dan Ingham for Baylor Big 12 softball every game on 101.3 FM. Have you ever been stranded on the side of the road? The next time it happens, call Big Boys Record Service to get you and your ride where you need to be. You can count on Big Boys Record Service to help you with roadside assistance, such as when your vehicle won't start, you need a tire change, you've locked yourself out of your vehicle, or when you're stuck in the mud. No job is too big or too small. They do it all. Family owned and operated since 1984. Big Boys Record Service. Call 254-662-3031. And remember, slow down or move over. Elevate your career with a new job at VersaLift Southwest, a time manufacturing company. VersaLift Southwest occupies a 16-acre state-of-the-art assembly and upfitting facility that develops and builds the world's best aerial lifts, digger derricks, and cable placers right here in Central Texas. They are now hiring hydraulic, electrical, and service technicians. They offer a great benefits package and outstanding starting pay. Drop by their location, 7601 Imperial Drive in Waco to apply. Okay, so what's the most important part about your house? No, it's not that bar or even the man cave. Think about it. The most important thing is your roof. It has to withstand all that Mother Nature can throw your way. So it makes sense to have the best. McAdams & Sons Roofing is your first choice when it comes to protecting your valuable asset. Experienced professionals using only the best materials. So for new construction, re-roofs, repairs, or remodels for composition and metal roofs, think McAdams & Sons Roofing first. And now McAdams & Sons Roofing are installing seamless gutters. They're insured and an A-plus rating on the BBB. McAdams & Sons Roofing will come out, take a look at your roof, and handle all the insurance process for you. Don't let any fly-by-night company look at your roof. Let a real professional you trust do the work for you. Put McAdams & Sons over 40 years of experience to go to work for you all over Central Texas. Check them out online at mcadamsroofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 because you don't want a kid with your house's lid. Waco Tacos in downtown Waco and Union Hall introduces their new craveable taco of the month. The Nashville Hot Chicken Taco. Crispy fried chicken, Nashville hot sauce, cabbage slaw, and chipotle mayo on a fresh flour tortilla. It's spicy, savory, and delish. Hurry into Waco Tacos at Union Hall at 720 Franklin Avenue in downtown Waco or call us at 254-340-1700. Waco Tacos in downtown Waco. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Mark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update. Bob Bowlesby has announced he will retire as commissioner of the Big 12. He will remain in office until the league finds his replacement. Baylor baseball traveled to Dallas Baptist and dropped an 11-6 decision. They returned to Big 12 play at West Virginia on Friday. There's softball at Gatterman Stadium tonight as Baylor hosts Lamar. First pitch at 6.30 and you can hear the game on Cool 101. McLennan baseball returns to conference action at noon today, hosting Vernon. The Highlanders are on top of their conference by two games over Grayson. The MCC softball team also leads the conference standings at 15-1. They put their 19-game winning streak on the line at Vernon starting at 1 o'clock this afternoon. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Time for the grab bag on game time. 
All right, 854, this is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Baylor baseball went on the road last night, went to uh, Dallas to uh, take on DBU, and and uh, the Patriots come out with an 11-6 victory over the Bears. The Bears now 16-12, and and they hit the road to take on the uh, Mountaineers of West Virginia, who's coming off a, a, a road series win over TCU this past weekend, taking two of three from the Frogs. So we'll, we'll talk with Coach Steve Rodriguez tomorrow morning around uh, 830 and get his thoughts on uh, traveling to uh, Morgantown and uh, teeing it up against the uh, West Virginia Mountaineers. Tonight in uh, non-conference softball, the Baylor will take on Lamar. We'll have that series, uh, th- that game rather, for you over on our sister station, 101.3 FM. I believe it's a 6:15 pregame with a 6:30 first pitch for Baylor softball at 17 and 17 overall. And Lamar will come into town at 8 and 21 on the season. So that'll be tonight over at Getterman. It should be a beautiful night. If you want to get out and watch some softball, it'll be a lot of fun. All right, uh, that is going to do it for us this morning. Again, coming up at 3 o'clock this afternoon, it'll be the John Morris Show. At 4 o'clock, it is Matt Mosley. All right here on ESPN Central Texas. Uh, For Ward and for Garrett, I'm Tom. Thanks for listening. We will see you tomorrow morning at 7 a.m. right here on ESPN Central Texas.